Are you tired of playing the same old games over and over again? Are you looking to spice up your game night with creative new ideas? Look no further because we're here to add some excitement back into your game nights. We'll even show you how to take your love of games outside the confines of the living room. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is game night. Happy Friday, everyone! In this episode, we break down what those best games of 2020 or best board games for adults articles get wrong. We have a new segment, Shelfie, and this month we're taking a deeper look at Legendary James Bond. And we have another virtual escape room report and details on how you can play it now for free. Lauren, I always forget mm-hmm. to ask you, what are you bringing to game night? Um, I'm bringing a new segment to this podcast. You are? Yes, we are going to start a new segment that we're calling Shelfie. And what we're going to be doing is, because we're not a review podcast necessarily, I mean, every now and then we will do reviews of games. I think I've done enough review of Villainous to, <laughs> for a whole podcast. Like, I remember when it first came out, I was excited. And it came out, I was like, man, I hate this game, but I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we don't really do a lot of reviews necessarily. But I thought, you know, we should maybe take a step back and look at some of the games that we own mm-hmm. and talk more about them. And, you know, because this podcast is both aimed at fans of board games and people who maybe are just stepping into the board game realm kind of talk about games that we maybe like or maybe even don't like um that we decide to keep on our shelf (laughs) and um, more about them to see if maybe other people would be interested in buying them or to kind of show the wide variety of games that are out there yeah because as we'll talk about later there's more to life than ticket to rise and monopolies yeah exactly and we'll try to you know Pick ones that are like relatively popular, not super obscure, but also not super mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, like right in the middle. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, we'll kind of talk about the pros and cons for each of mm-hmm. them, like why they're good, why they're bad. Yeah. And like, what is that je ne sais quoi that they have that makes it like stay on the shelf and not go to board game jail? Yeah, we do have a board game jail. <laughs> AKA the, the spare bedroom closet that yeah, we never go into. Exactly. And and we've even recently gotten rid of a couple games that we decided, you know what? These are, can go to a different home. It really hurt me. <laughs> I know. It really did. <laughs> um, what are you bringing for game night? I am bringing... A, a game, surprise, surprise, mm. Kel Surprise, right? Mm-hmm. I am bringing the game Among Us, which I got you to play a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, we recently played it with our friends over on Moral Combat. Yeah. Um, I am horrible at this game. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but you know what? I have fun. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, my problem is, for those of you who don't know it, if you picture the movie John Carpenter's The Thing, mm-hmm. where it's a bunch of people, but like one or two of them is an alien who's ready to kill you if you look the other way or uh-huh. like all alone with it, it's like that, you know? Except you have your own little tasks that you have to do, and as long as anyone does a task, they win. Mm-hmm. But you have to find the alien and try to like flush him out the airlock or push him off the ship, you know, mm-hmm. in order to win. And you can do that through voting... It's like a it's like a typical werewolf mafia kind of thing. Yeah, it's a social deduction game, but rather than, you know, a social deduction board game, which we might be more used to, mm-hmm. it's an app-based or web-based game. And my problem is that the tasks you have to do are these cute little mini-games, mm-hmm. like connecting wires or like pushing a button to like fix the shield matrix or Uh like fill up a gasoline can and I love them so much (laughs) I just immediately race off to go do my tasks and I don't care what direction or who I'm with is and usually the bad guy's like oh great Greg went off alone let's go get him first yeah well and also like especially when normally the game it's just there's like a little chat feature that Mm -hmm. once something has happened 
the game pauses and everyone can go into the chat and discuss who they think the traitor is, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and when we did it um, with the Mortal Kombat crew, um, what we actually had, um, it was through Discord, and so people could actually hear one another. Right. It makes and it a lot easier. Y- yeah, it's much better that way. Um, and the thing was, though, that, you know, people were like, oh, well, I was in this room and I saw this person. And it's that essentially establishing, like, their alibi and their story mm-hmm. for where they were and what they were doing to show that, oh, I'm not the traitor because it's totally plausible what I'm saying. Um I was really bad at being able to, like, say this is what room I was in and this is who I was in because I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was just like, it told me to go over here and do this, and I did that. Right. And, like, my problem (laughs) is I know the map well enough. I know, like, okay, I'm in electrical. But then, like, even if it happened literally three seconds ago, I'm like, somebody was there, couldn't tell you what color they were. Well, yeah, half the time it's just, I don't know. I saw, I think, red and maybe yellow run by. I I don't really know. It was was another player. It's so interesting because it goes back to the whole psychology of this documentary someone, I think it was called, like, Witness Bias, Mm -hmm. where it was talking about, like, you know, how people who are in witness stands, like, their memories can be biased by the questions you ask them. Uh You know, so, like, was red with you? Sure. You know. Yeah, well, and then what's funny is at one point in the game when we were doing it with the crew, um, you and I, neither, we were both on separate, um, our, we were on our phones. Yeah. Um, but we were in separate rooms, and we both were like, we found each other because we were both doing the same task in the same room, and we were like, okay, cool, you're not the traitor, I'm not the traitor, let's stick together, mm-hmm. and that way hopefully one of us won't get murdered, and then also we can kind of help. Like, okay, well, I was with him the whole time. He was with me. Mm-hmm. We didn't see, you know. Um, and that, like, kind of worked against us because, like, people were like, oh, you two must be the traitors who are, like... No. Uh, yeah, and we were like, no, we, so, we literally... So it's fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like an old game with a twist. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about and it. And it's, it's becoming very popular, I've noticed. And the thing that I think is also good is that once you're out, quote, because you're dead or mm-hmm. you've been, you know, eliminated or whatever, you can still play the game. You can still go, you do your little tasks as a ghost. So you get to Casper around the uh-huh. ship, you know. Or you could just watch the person who killed you. Like, okay, Green, I'm going to follow you and see what you're doing. Yeah. Just because I want to know, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, I think on the same, if you like social deduction games, you'll probably like this. And if you like Among Us, you may like a bunch of social deduction board games that are out there. Yeah, it's you a vice know? versa like, situation yeah. easily. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into our first topic of the day. Okay. So if you follow a lot of um, major, really major news sources now, you know, I've seen these kind of articles pop up on BuzzFeed. I've seen them on Good Morning America, Mm -hmm. um, New York Times. You know, everyone's kind of catching on to this idea that board games are a hot new thing. Right. Or, you know, becoming very popular. And so pretty much constantly you're seeing these articles that either are touting that they are listing the best board games for adults... Or, you know, the best board games for whatever year. So mm-hmm. right now it would be, you know, all these articles that say best board games of 2020. And Which is suspect because a lot of board games require multiple players and it's hard to get people together these days. So well, true. That's a whole yeah. thing I'm going to get into, but yeah. Yeah, but I just, every time I click on one of these articles, I don't know about you, but I feel disappointment. It's the same, like, six games guaranteed to pop up every time. Exactly. So there's, there's lots of problems with them. One is, you know, it's... They all seem to be repeating the same games. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, did you guys just all copy paste each other? Like, what? What's going on? Um, 
for for the 2020 list, it's often games that are old and not didn't come out in 2020. Yeah, most likely stuff that you just happen to find in your mom's closet anywhere. Yeah, um, or they're games that you know it's like they they're scratching the surface, but they're not quite getting there, right? Mm-hmm. And once again, that kind of goes back to the they're just rehashing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and the thing is, like this hobby has gone through stages of evolution mm-hmm. over the past 20 years. You know, because really the main renaissance happened with uh, Catan, which was like yeah. late, mid to late 90s, if I remember 95, correctly. 95, I looked up. 95, okay. That's the thing. You will see Catan on all of these lists across the board for best games of 2020 and best games of for adults. And, right. you know, best games of 2020, granted, most of those articles don't preface that they have to come out in 2020. Mm-hmm. But, like... Catan came out in 95. It's old, you know. Maybe it wasn't around in the 60s when your parents were growing up. But, like, it's an old game. It should not belong on any list. But, like, so it's been around for, what, now, like, 25 years, Mm -hmm. right? Quarter of a century? Yeah. So, like... When we were kids growing up, like, we had to take lessons in early elementary, but, like, here's how you use a computer. Yeah, exactly. Nowadays, your nephew, who can barely talk, ordered a hamburger on Grubhub. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> you know, like, with no problem. So, like, my point is, as we grow and, like, spend more time culturally with a certain kind of environment or, mm-hmm. like, social kind of thing, generations pick it up easier and easier because it's more, like groundwork that's been laid yeah you know so like i don't think we need to lay the foundation of like here's how you roll the dice and then move your piece Mm -hmm. we get that let's move on so so some of these may be a bit like why are you taking like you know shots at Catan? yeah well it's because it's been around forever everyone gets it by now yeah well that's the thing i i mean yes i think some of these games like i don't want to hear them again on these lists Mm -hmm. that's not to say that they're bad games and they may be your favorite game or you may think it's a great game and it's not to belittle your your favorite in any way it's just saying that these articles are missing the point in a lot of ways and Mm -hmm. these articles need to be need to be refreshed um so you know one thing is Okay, the first thing is, if you're going to have a list that says best games of whatever year, 2020, don't list old games. I don't want to see Pandemic. It's not a new game. It's been, there's so many versions of Pandemic now. Like, don't list this on your best of 2020, unless a new version has come out that's great, like Pandemic Legacy or something like that. Right, but even Legacy is getting a little old now. Yeah, you know? exactly. I think it's like five years old, something mm-hmm. like that. It's a little long in the tooth now, you know? Yeah. And like, not to say it's not great, but I'm just saying that like, surely great games have come out since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, why am I still seeing Pandemic Legacy here and not like one of the other new Legacy games, like Betrayal at House on the Hill Legacy game? Yeah. You know? like, or something that's a bit newer that like will still excite me. Yeah. Along that lines is Ticket to Ride. I love Ticket to Ride. You have like eight copies it of it. It does not belong on any list of best games of 2020. No, it doesn't. You know, and unless you're talking literally about one of the versions that came out in 2020. But even then, it's like, okay, well, you know, yeah, if you're a hardcore gamer, you might really be excited about the Ticket to Ride Tokyo. But like, it's the same premise, just a little different. Because here's you the know? thing. <laughs> you know? You a lot of the things you've already mentioned are kind of what they call the gateway or entryway games mm-hmm. for gamers, right? You can find a list easily of just like board games for beginners and those yeah. will be there. We're talking about best games of this year. Yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, so we're not talking like 
exclusively to people who like just da 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 No, I'm talking yeah. about people who are like, hey, if you like board games, here's the ones you should be checking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so Pandemic, Took It to Right, should not be on this list. Yeah. Sorry. Like, um, and like, unless you said, there is a new expansion that comes out that does something different or mm-hmm. fun that like, okay, so hey, did you know they have Ticket to Ride uh, Mexico City? Try it out, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, Betrayal and House on the Hill, that one came up a bunch of times. Great game, not new. You know, I mean, there's a new version coming out, which, you know, that would be well, okay. interesting. There, there it has been a new version that came out, I think, recently in the past year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a Scooby-Doo-like Yeah, but we're thing. talking just, look, we know how some... Right, but I'm saying, like, know. if it's like, okay, you're advertising the Scooby-Doo one, I'll mm-hmm. give you that. But if yeah. it's a traditional one, like, yeah. move on. Like, different list. Um, Splendor, Code Names. Both of which I love, but yeah, they've but, been yeah, around. But yeah, been around. Um, if it's old enough to have its own app on the Steam <laughs> yeah, store, right. like, you don't have it on this list. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, that kind of goes to, I think, also for, you know, another big offender is just these lists that are um, board games for adults. Mm-hmm. Those ones are almost, they're just as bad in many ways. Um, you know, granted that if you just are saying board games for adults, you have a little bit more leeway to have some of these older games on there, mm-hmm. right? Um but the thing is, some of these, you know, okay, Clue. No. Cl- First of all, Clue should not be played in Exactly. Yeah. Same with, you know, Monopoly. And no, saying it's, oh, well, it's Game of Thrones Monopoly doesn't count. Don't care. It's still Monopoly and it's still, you can do better. Right? That's yeah. that's the thing. It, it, there's nothing wrong with Clue or Monopoly, but you can do better. Um, like, I will give Monopoly this credit, like I've mm-hmm. said before. It sometimes does things differently. Like, I remember I used to hate Monopoly, but when they came out with the electronic credit card things, you don't have to deal with the money, I was like, actually, I kind of want to play this because I want to play with that toy. So, like, if it's doing something different or new that I haven't seen before, and not this BS, like, oh, it's Mrs. Monopoly, so women make more money than men. Like, shut up. That's, like, Well, or, you know, most of them are just reskins. It's the same game. But, like, if it's It's a reskin, The Simpsons versus Game of Thrones versus South Park Monopoly. Yeah, it's, it, the, the mechanics are the same. Um, you know, listing games like Scrabble or Risk. Like, come on, adults aren't boring. There's better games out there for adults. Once right. again, not to say anything's wrong with these, but you can do better. Also, do you think adults these days with their phone addictions will have the patience for Risk? I don't. Yeah, well, I know they don't yeah. because I've tried to get games of Risk going and we yeah, can't. Yeah, I know, right? And most people now play Scrabble on their phone, so they probably yeah. wouldn't play a board game version of Scrabble. Why am I going to mess around with these tiles unless my name is Enola Holmes? <laughs> yeah. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> Um, and, you know, like we mentioned Catan before, you know, Catan's been around long enough, you know, since 95 that, you know, it's not, you know, it. granted it was kind of a resurgence of board games. It kind of kicked off this new, um, you know, this new uh, fascination with board games and inspired a lot of new games. Um, but to kind of be on this list, it's kind of the same as a Monopoly or something like that. It's just, it's fine, but they could do so much better. I agree. You know? Yeah. Um, another one I saw on a lot of lists was, um, Carcassonne. That came out in 2000, so it's already 20 years old. Right. 2000, as we call it 20 Yeah. Um, or <laughs> the best was one of them listed a Labyrinth, which is, um, there's a lot of like games called Labyrinth, yeah. but this is particularly one by um, Ravensburg, which came out in the eighties. Is that the one where it's like the mirrors or something? I think? No, it's it's a board game that's like a, a labyrinth. It's not like the one where you tilt or. Oh, anything okay, like I like that. the one where you tilt it. That one was dope <laughs> when I was a kid. 
Um, but you know, once again, like the, these are old games that don't really belong on, a, you know, even a list for board games for adults, which doesn't have any parameters for time. It's just, these are like boring older games, you know? Yeah. You got to play to your audience's sensibilities and like, you know, most adults who are going to be in the market to buy a board game uh-huh. are going to be past these ones that you've mentioned. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and also just you can talk about newer games that are more fresh, right? That mm-hmm. people, because there's all these things coming out too that they do things that we've never seen before, yeah. you know? So, you know, freshen up your list a little. Some of the funniest ones I saw where, you know, they would, some of them try to categorize them. So they'll mm-hmm. be like, best board games for two players. One, well, no, I do appreciate that because sometimes you only have two yeah, players, you know. Yeah, but to list Blancus as the best game for two oh, players. Oh, Blancus, Blancus, yeah. Blancus, I, yeah, that one, uh, I'm like, sick of seeing Yeah, that. no, like there's better two-player games out there. Also, the same thing, I know you mentioned it, but the same thing for code names. I'm sick of seeing code names as a two-player game. Yeah. You can play with two players, it's not as great. Mm-hmm. It's better with four or more. Yeah. Um, some other ones that I saw that were funny is Smash Ups of Games. So there was a Twister Scrabble, uh, Jenga, of course, but then Monopoly Jenga, which is a hybrid that I never want to see. I think. Wait, how does that work? I don't know, but it sounds you like pull a, a, you a pull horror a, movie. You pull a log and that's the property you get to buy? Like, I don't know. It sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. Um, same, same vein, Candyland Connect 4. I got four gumdrops in a row. That beats your three peppermints. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, or Mastermind. Okay, Mastermind is dope, but it is a basic phone app that you can get. Yeah, but like, also it's like, what did they go through like 80s games to find this stuff? Like, I, really, what yeah. you know? I mean, where do they come up with these things? Well, I think what it is, is they're trying to hit the nostalgia button for older readers. Who are like, oh, I remember Mastermind. Like, I just did it. You know? Yeah, but like, I know. But... but I agree. It doesn't belong on this list. Yeah. As much as they are all, I'm sure, good games in their own rights. When we're talking about what is the top 20 games of this year. Mm-hmm. That like, if you're interested in games, you should be getting Yeah, it. or even, you, you know, know, the top 20 games for adults. Do not yeah. list Candyland, Candyland, Monopoly, or Jenga on the best games for adults. You know, I just feel like... They're they're totally missing the mark on what adults are actually looking for, or I don't even know if like they're missing the mark on the generation. Like, do they realize millennials are adults now? I mean, no. you and I are both well into our thirties, and we are millennials. Like, <laughs> I always got confused where I'm at for that, but okay, sure, I'll buy millennial. Um, you know, like another example is Trivial Pursuit. I have, most, I had that on my list. Yeah, yeah mo- most of us don't like to play Trivial Pursuit. Well, here's the thing: I love it. Right? But that's because I'm a trivia nerd. Yeah. It's really hard to play a trivia-based game with people who don't care about trivia. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, a lot of... Unless you're doing, like, very specific trivia games, but if you're doing the, like, classic trivial pursuit... Where it's all over the board, yeah. It's often, like, these really, like... Well, okay, I know this one subject, but I don't know anything about that other subject. Yeah, I can never win because I can't do sports. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... those games were made for you to feel stupid, essentially. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but I feel like a lot of these lists, they... Well, one, I, I know where they're getting their data. They're getting this information by looking at things like Amazon sales. Most likely. Which is not a good way to base what are the best games for 2020. Mm-hmm. Because once again, okay, yeah, sure, Ticket to Ride sells a ton. But that doesn't mean it was the best game of that year. It just means that it's a popular game. Um... 
Also, I feel like they kind of fall into this Hasbro and Mattel are the only game makers. They're really not. Yeah, exactly. I can name <laughs> five more game makers right now, ILO off the top of my head, mm -hmm. that's like way better than yeah. Hasbro or Mattel has done in years. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. like. Yeah, it's just they're, they're kind of playing off like, it feels like all of these articles were written... 10 years ago or something More than you know that, what even. i mean yeah. like it's they're they're what they're talking about is passe now <laughs> yeah and i mean like other ones that i have on my list is honestly i'm sorry but i'm tired of seeing cards against humanity or any kind of judge game like that like yeah. what do you meme you know like yeah we get the point about like oh i put down a funny thing you put down a funny thing who does uh my sister think is the funniest yeah, like, I mean, I, you know, I enjoy Cards Against Humanity, but also, once again, Cards Against Humanity, that was kind of like, okay, well, that was really popular five years ago. Yeah. But now we've kind of moved on. I feel like that's the other, another area that these um, articles kind of fall into, this trap they fall into, is this idea that um, they, they then kind of tend towards these drop-in-the-pan party games or these, what I like to think of as, like, embarrassment games. Yeah. Where it's like, reveal this hidden truth about yourself oh, or yeah. embarrass yourself by singing or you know like and you see it you go into target and they've got all these different versions that are essentially all like the same thing yeah. like they're all essentially truth and dare when you boil yeah, them make down. a fool out of yourself make a fool out of yourself um and they're games that you might buy and they might be really fun once but then you don't really want to play them again mm -hmm. well i get that yeah so i mean that, that pretty much sums it up. The only other ones I had on my list were ones that, like, have a ridiculous number of players to be good. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, for my 30th birthday, um, someone got me Werewolf. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I think it was you, but I'm not No, it wasn't. Okay. But someone got me Werewolf, and we had a good time playing it, but that was the only time we had a good time playing it is because it was my big 30th birthday. And we had 10 And people. so we had, like, 12 people there. Yeah. If you don't have a good number of people for Werewolf, it just doesn't work as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you can go do something else with that. Yeah, I mean, I see Werewolf is most popular at, like, conventions or big, like, like um, you know, tabletop day or something mm -hmm. like that where you have this built-in lot of people, right. you know? And the other one that I'm really sick of seeing is Twilight Imperium. That game's been around forever. They keep doing new editions, you know, which is essentially the same game, just, like, reskinning as far as I can uh -huh. understand. And it's just one of those huge, massive games. Like, do you remember how we always talk about how Firefly was, like, the biggest game ever? Uh -huh. This makes Firefly look like Connect 4. Like, in terms of, like, how much space uh -huh. it takes up. It's ridiculous, yeah. you know. And it takes forever. It makes Risk look like a quick game of cards. And it's just, it's such a niche market. There's only so many gamers that will actually be willing to put in the time mm -hmm. to play a game of Twilight Imperium, you know. Because yeah. that game, like, on the box, I think it says, like, Four to six hours. Uh-huh. And we know that box lies. Yeah. The box lies to you. Yeah. It will always be double what it says. <laughs> so who really has the time for that, you mm -hmm. know? So when you're talking to a broader audience about, like, here's the best games of this year, be willing to, like, step out of the comfort zone of, like, what everyone else is saying with the whole, like, standard fare, you know? Yeah. And don't, don't have, like, your one swing like a niche market that has already been proven to be like safe take well yeah a, take a chance and i know? feel like actually you know i think what a lot of these articles do is they're basing their research on the wrong thing mm -hmm. and they're not actually doing their own research they're just getting the, some statistics from amazon right and i think you're and right basing it on that um and i think you know 
And the thing is, too, these articles, yes, some of them are, you know, the New York Times, Good Mer- Morning America, which, you know, who still watches Good Morning America? But, like, you know, they're, they're maybe news sources that they weren't meant to talk about this thing anyway. Mm-hmm. But I've even seen some sites that were game sites that were making these same mistakes. So, you know, if if you do see this art, an article like this, and I think you should encourage others to because... You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know a little bit about board games already or Mm -hmm. at least want to know more. Um, But, you know, if it's not coming from, like, Board Game Geek or some of these, like, really reputable game sites, it probably is not going to have very good information. Well, okay, so (laughs) if you want a good list, Mm -hmm. Board Game Geek is a great place, and here's why. You can type in the same search of, like, hot new games for two players, Mm -hmm. let's say. And what's great is that one person will start it off. Hey, Here's five games that I think are great for two players. But then other people will chime in and they'll either recommend also this game. Or they could be like, uh, I don't know. This one, I had trouble with it. You know, my partner had difficulty with this role. Whatever, whatever the complaint mm-hmm. is, you know. But the great thing is, all those people link to the game. So you can actually look at the game on its own, like as it's presented. Like, uh-huh. here's the stats. Here's how long it takes, realistically. Yeah. Here's how many players. And here's pictures of it. Here's reviews. Here's forums. So, like, you can yeah. dig in right there. Well, and also, like, even if you just look at their, their games... You know, they do all these different metrics on it. So you can sort it not only based on, like, actual ratings. So you can look at games that came out in a particular based on ratings. You don't have to scroll through a bunch of forms mm-hmm. to find it. So, you know, it's not just based on, oh, well, this game sold really well this year. It's right. No, this game came out in 2020, and it has the highest reviews here and ratings here. And so you could actually kind of get more information. About I'll even what take the within game. the past two years. I'll take the past yeah. 18 months. It doesn't have to have come out this year. Mm-hmm. Just this is still hot on the shelves. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. All right. So I think that does it for our main topic here. Um, now we're going to go into our new segment, which we're calling Shelfies. So for this segment, um, what we're going to do is we're going to be taking a board game off of our personal shelf mm-hmm. and, and taking a quick shelfie of it, meaning that we're going to briefly talk about, you know, what the game is, briefly talk about how it's played, but more talk about what we like about it mm-hmm. and what we don't like about it. Yeah. So what is the game that we're talking about this time, Lauren? We're talking about one of your um, current favorites. I want to say that I did not pressure her to pick this. She picked this of her own free will. <laughs> one of your current favorites, which is uh, the legendary James Bond. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much. So tell us a little bit more about legendary James Bond, Greg. Um, well, it is the legendary series, which is actually interchangeable with most other legendary games. Yeah, it's it's like a, a whole series where they have multiple ones. I know they have a, a legendary Marvel. They have all the Marvel ones. Like pretty mm-hmm. much, the majority of the expansions are like here's like the X Men. Here is you know the Spider Man one. Here is the you know the Avengers one. Uh-huh. So like they kind of like really dig down into those different subgroups there. Do they have some other ones other than Marvel? They do. I, I know for a fact they have a um, one that's based upon Aliens, the mm-hmm. one with Sigourney Weaver. Oh, okay. You know? uh, I believe they have a Buffy the Vampire Slayer one. Mm-hmm. You know, Some of them, like the Alien one though, I think has a slightly different format. 
So it's mm-hmm. kind of like an A format that like most of them follow, but then there's like a B format where like technically it works, but kind of doesn't. But mm-hmm. I don't know too much about that, so I can't really testify yeah. as much. But they do have different themes, mm-hmm. right? And it's cool because you can mix and match it, you know. So technically speaking, I could have James Bond go up against Venom from the Spider-Man series. And like mm-hmm. just, you know, because all of the symbols and points will line up just so so like it works Uh uh-huh you know because i do know one of our friends has one of the marvel ones and we've talked about combining and it sounds like a great (laughs) idea um so the basic explanation for the game is that it is a deck building game Mm -hmm. where you start off everyone starts off with the identical set of cards where you have eight cards that are meant to buy more cards they each have essentially what you can call a dollar value to it Mm -hmm. we're like okay i have four dollar cards in my hand you look at the cards on the table that are in like the kind of shop row. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that one is worth $3. That one's worth $2. I can either buy two $2 or a $3 one. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a tep- typical deck building. Like if you think of like a clank or something like that, you have like this core set mm-hmm. of cards. Most of them are buying. Some do maybe one other thing. Yeah. Um, but that's what you start with. And then the other ones are for attacking some mm-hmm. kind of damage or offensive. Yeah. However you want to see but it. But like very low, right? Yeah. You're, you're starting out at the bases and you need to buy better cards. Mm-hmm. And pretty much how it works is in the middle of your board, you have this row where cards can go. And on the very right, you have the villain deck or the um, like the enemy deck. I think it was the exact term. I think it's villain deck. Mm-hmm. And every player's turn, one card flips off of the top of that and goes onto that row. And then it becomes like a conveyor belt where they keep pushing each other towards the left. If one card ever goes five spaces to the left and falls off, it is now escaped and consequences will happen based upon who the mastermind is. Every one of these games has a mastermind, the main big bad villain who is leading the evil plan. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a scheme, what their goal is. And what's great is that you can mix and match these, right? So for my one, for the James Bond one, you do have Orc Goldfinger. And his two um, schemes are to, you know, um, irradiate Fort Knox and to operate a gold smuggling ring. But you don't have to limit those to just him. I could operate a gold smuggling ring with um, the sheaf from Daniel Craig's Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. And it works just as well. Yeah. Because in the deck, they have all these bad cards in the villain deck. And some of them are called Master Strikes or Scheme Twists, which when those pop up, either the villain or the scheme dictates something bad's really going to happen to everybody right now. Mm -hmm. And you have to deal with it. Yeah. Right. So that's how the game works, is you're constantly trying to get stronger cards. Also, get rid of your weaker ones if Mm -hmm. you can. So that way, when your turn comes, you can clear out this board that's in front of you. But the main point is to attack the mastermind. As long as you can hit him four times, five if you did play by the optional rule, then you win. Mm -hmm. The rest of the game does not matter. It doesn't matter how poorly you're doing. As long as you can hit him four times, you win. Mm -hmm. But every time you hit him, he also hits you back really hard. Yeah. So that's the basic core of it, uh, the, the quick, you know, five-minute explanation. Yeah, and, and essentially what you end up kind of doing is, if you're just playing that game alone, you're kind of almost building your own little movie because mm-hmm. you have maybe the villain from one Bond film go with the henchman from another Bond film going up against a completely different Bond that, you know, you could have a Daniel Craig uh, villain going up against a Sean Connery right. Bond. You know, and whenever it's... I do it, I always try to build a movie in my head, like you said. Mm-hmm. So this past weekend, I played License to GoldenEye starring Sean Connery. <laughs> where essentially I, I built a random generator in my computer mm-hmm. to tell me what is in there. And essentially it was a combination of License to Kill 
with Timothy Dalton and Sean, and um, Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan, but I was playing a Sean Connery, mm-hmm. so it was a really weird mix. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a good. It was a good game. So obviously, you know, the I think the big draw for this game for us or why mm. we have it is because you are a huge James Bond nerd. Yeah, you love James Bond. I do. But what else about the game do you like? I like the the variety of decks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I also have played with uh, our friend Chris, who has, I would guess, at least a good chunk of the superhero ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen the size of his deck collection, his yeah. box, and it's pretty big. Um, and what's great about those is like they have all the different superheroes like Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean mm-hmm. Grey, you know, Spider-Man, all those. Um, and each deck has its own strengths and also two colors. So it's all about like what does the deck do for you? Mm-hmm. But also if you build the right total cumulative deck uh-huh. with you know, the right color combinations, you can pull off good combos. Yeah, like there will be like red cards, green cards, and I think gold cards or something. Yeah. And like if you, one will be like, oh, if you have another gold card that comes out, you get this bonus. So you would be thinking, okay, I bought, I bought a couple gold cards, so I need to buy some more right. so that I have a better chance of these all coming out at the same time. But at the same time, there's a bunch of blue cards and they do something, they they attack harder. So mm-hmm. I kind of want those too. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's fascinating to have like different strategies mm-hmm. and like how do you want to mix and match it. So even wiping the slate clean of the bond part, if we put all the cards blank there. Uh-huh. I still would love it for the strategies of like this deck has this strength. Like one deck that you have in there is just buying power. There's no attack in there whatsoever. But if I choose that, I know I'm going to be able to get cards much quicker. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And then it's also the idea of you have this huge deck and those cards that you want may not come up in time. Mm-hmm. You know, so you yeah. got, it's, it's all about that luck of the draw, yeah. which I enjoy as well. I think, and also, you know, I, I can only speak, I've only played the James Bond one, but, um, the games, well, one, they're kind of um, cooperative in a way. They are. Because yeah. you're all trying to kind of defeat the same goal, mm-hmm. which does make it easier, especially if you're maybe not as familiar with the game. So cooperative games are always kind of appreciative when maybe it's not something that's really um, along your best suits or something. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the game really doesn't require you to have pre-knowledge of James Bond no. in order to play it. It's fun, but... Um, and most of the cards are somewhat self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, so, you know, th- I think those things are kind of a plus for the game in terms of you don't have to be, like, a super fan in order to enjoy the game. Um, and, you know, most of the, ga- most of the cards are going to tell you what it is they do. So it's not like you have to, like, oh, well, and this card does this, and this card does that. Like No, no they all just, are pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, you just as have to read it as long as you understand... That this symbol means attack, that symbol means buying, mm-hmm. you're fine. Like, yeah. you can get it. And like you said, you don't have to have prior knowledge for the James Bond ones. It's just like, if you do, you'd be like, oh, it's the belly dancer who had the golden gun bullet in her as a lucky charm, you know? Uh-huh, oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Or like, when a card says like, oh, you had to fight this thing three times. If you've seen the movie, you understand why you have to fight that thing three times. Yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff for the fans, mm-hmm. but it can be enjoyed by anyone. Right. So, what is it about this game that maybe we don't like so much? There's a couple things. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's by far my number one favorite game right now. Yeah, he I, plays it by himself all the time. Every weekend. It's my new Solitaire. <laughs> I love it. Um, even though Solitaire is not in this game. Because um, they don't have that game that movie out yet. Um, one problem I have with it is it did not come with a danger tr- uh, token. As mm-hmm. the villain makes has his little wins as the master as like things go off the board and like bad things happen there'll be this little track of like danger level and based upon the scheme you have once that gets up to a certain number 
you lose the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if I'm doing an easier scheme, okay, once it gets up to five, you lose. Yeah. You know, but they gave you nothing in this box to keep track of that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's maybe something that I see that's wrong with this game too, is I felt like production value was a little weird um, yeah. because there's a lot of inconsistencies like that. So like you said, they don't give you a token for like tracking. So you have a place to track Which it, is a key, but you can't You, you have a clear place to track it. They gave me this nice neoprene mat yeah. that is really well themed. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like I'm going to be upset when that thing gets worn out. Yeah. I will have to try to find a new one to mm-hmm. buy because I'm going to be upset. I should take a photo now and just be like <laughs> custom, make it for me. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, you but also like some of the cards like we've seen, like every now and then one of the cards will be like, where did this photo come yeah. from? Like all of the photos kind of are like these, you know, color shots of these things. And then there'll be one in black and white. And you're like, why is this one in black and white? Or like or, this one where like there's a bunch of karate guys for henchmen and there's a boom mic in the shot. Yeah. Like, and you're what like, are we doing? Did you take this from like behind the scenes stuff? No, it does like, say that in the rule book. It says with exclusive like behind the scenes photos. I'm like, I don't want behind the scenes. Yeah. I want to be in the movie, not at the movie. Yeah. And just some of the photos aren't really good. And you're just like, where did... Where did you get these? Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's really odd. It's, it's disappointing. Um, so I just felt like there. Oh, and then the other thing was it didn't come with dividers to keep everything organized. Well, yes and no. Okay. It did come with some dividers. Mm-hmm. You remember I had you handwriting because my oh, yeah, is yeah, a yeah. But it didn't come with enough dividers. Mm-hmm. Even for the core set, which only has four movies in it, each of those movies has to be divided up at least six or eight times mm-hmm. in order for it to be like, clear as to where everything is but they only gave you enough for like they like the amount they want you to divide it up you were clearly missing at least like 12 dividers and so i had to like kind of combine things and make choices Mm -hmm. and then when the expansion came out which had two movies in that i was looking forward to and loving though of course mine did not come with certain cards well yeah that's that's but that's a whole nother thing i'm not gonna talk about it but (laughs) when the expansion came out they didn't give you any more dividers. Mm-hmm. So now you're like, okay, well, these expansions fit in the box because they give you a big, long box of planning for room to grow. Uh-huh. But I have no way to divide these. So thankfully, people on board GameGeek have created their own custom dividers that also like are color-coded and tell you like clearly what it is. So like it's easier to like quickly uh-huh. get that information. And like you could put it off yourself. Yeah. But it's just annoying that we have to do that when like the game should have done that for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think definitely there's some it's almost like they missed stuff or forgot things or i don't know didn't think certain parts of the game through especially considering how big expansive and expensive the game is i'm sure yeah um i have noticed that the box is wearing tearing more than our other boxes it's because i'm always getting out of the closet (laughs) true but also i think it might also have to do the fact that it's a matte black box it is yeah and i feel like that just is asking for any little nick or it's gonna show Mm -hmm. um so i'm not gonna blame it too much on that it's looking more like a dalmatian than anything right Uh, now yeah it's just it's like all the corners are rubbed already um the other thing is you know you did mention quickly the expansion you know you had a lot of problems where you received your expansion which you pre-ordered and you waited and waited for and it showed up and was like missing a lot of cards yeah. not a couple a lot of cards yeah and like, this is a brand new thing that they just published yeah and like, then i got in contact with them and you know i found out that they do understand that you know mistakes happen and they were like okay well we're going to send you the card. so they sent me an excel file of like literally every card in the expansion. And they're like, go through here, tell us what you're missing. So, because yeah. I, otherwise I'm like, I don't know. I, I can tell you what I have. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that the thing too is if you were lying, like you wouldn't go through every card and tell, you know, like that would yeah. be too much work. But no, I'm like, I'm going to go through and tell you yeah. what I have and do not have. 
And I told him, like, I, I need this one, this one, this one. I even gave him, like, the number and order. And he's like, cool. It'll be there in two to ten weeks. <laughs> yeah. Two to ten weeks. I mean, it's, you know. Like, I could have bought, like, five more copies by now. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it's, it's, it's nice that they are, you know, making making it right and mm-hmm. returning those. But two to ten but weeks. But you're just like, dude, what happened that you're, you know, that you're missing so many? And it, it kind of sounded like you weren't the only one who's gone through this, yeah. too. And, like... To tell the truth, like, I do love this game, mm-hmm. but two to ten weeks for a gamer, yeah. most likely I'm going to found a new favorite by then. Yeah, well, and also, you know, this was a pre-order that you were, like, super excited for. Mm-hmm. Like, you were really mad at first because it was, like, not coming out, not coming out, not available, yeah. not available, you know? And now it's, like, I have to wait for, like, half my game to show up that mm-hmm. I already paid for. Yeah. Because they sent me duplicates mm-hmm. of stuff that I already had. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I want my George Lazenby cards. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, that some of the quality control isn't there in the game. Yeah. Um, you ended up getting a, our friend who has a 3D printing business, he printed you like a little token to use mm-hmm. as your tracker. Do you know what that token is? Uh, it is the Spectre logo. <laughs> it's the little octopus. You were so uncertain, but you nailed it. Good job. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't want to say it's the octopus. Like, I wanted to... I, I would have accepted that. <laughs> um, the the one thing I don't love about it is just... I Even though the cards do kind of tell you what they do, even then, I feel like I often misunderstand what they're telling me to do. No, I agree. There are some, some word choices mm. or, like, sentence structures in there that lead me to be like, wait, what? Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like every time we played it, um, I'm always like... Oh, I was saving this card to do this, and that's not how that's it not works. how it works. Yeah. Like I, you know, like I'm constantly making these like critical errors because what I thought the card did isn't what it does. And... I've actually been in like online debates with people mm-hmm. about like, is this how this works? I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> like, but it doesn't say anything in the rules specifically, and then some third guy comes. In. Well, I interpret it as yeah. You know, like when you have to do that, you kind of may misstep. You know, so yeah. I almost wonder like how much like test playing do they do mm-hmm. for you know because also the the expansion that came out came with like its own little rule book because they have new you know special uh-huh. rules in it but they had like six or seven like okay when we say this card here's what we mean <laughs> and you really shouldn't need to do that too much you know yeah so like they they kind of like printed it they're like we've printed this yeah. we need to explain this more how do we <laughs> fix this we're not going to reprint all those cards let's just make the instruction book like better you know yeah um but i mean overall like i said you you literally pull it out every weekend and play it by yourself like if one of us is hogging the tv playing a board game or a video game greg's in there with his his yeah. james bond legendary yeah well also because it's fun because like i said i can mix and match it you know well yeah and it and does have single player mode so you can it does, play it a which lot is harder, more you know? you know um I mean, I love to play it with people. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I'd love for you to come and join me sometime if you ever feel like it. I'm not going to force you, you know, because mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, some things aren't people's hobby or like yeah. enjoyment, you know, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. I, 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 I can look at James Bond from an outside perspective and be like, okay, he's a chauvinistic jerk. <laughs> There's a lot of really dated stuff on there. I understand. The name of the female character from Goldeneye, or not Goldeneye, from Goldfinger super problematic Mm -hmm. even her arc super problematic in the story but it's still a fun movie (laughs) i'm not defending it i'm just saying that i i enjoy it you know Mm -hmm. so yeah but that was our first shelfie yeah you know we will have more to come yeah 
If you liked our segment for the show feed, you know, just let us know with a rating review on iTunes. You know, we mm-hmm. like to hear from you guys, get feedback, trying out new things. Let us know how you like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always, always growing and changing things up. Right. You know, if not, then we'll, hey, we'll reshuffle and draw a new card. <laughs> um, so let's go into our escape room report. Yes. Okay, so for this um, escape room, we did another um, remote from home escape room. Um, we did it again with um, the escape game, which we uh, previously did. Um, we've actually done we've done one of their um, fully digital games where you're just working off of a digital dashboard, and we also did um, one of their um, one of their actual kind of live rooms where you're working with a, a real person as your avatar. We've we've done both with this company. Um, and this room is, um, or this digital experience, we should say, is a special that they did in um, coordination with Amazon for Amazon's original series, Hannah. Um, and so it's offered actually free online. Um, and you, so you guys can um, go to theescapegame.com and go look at their at-home adventures. Um, and you can find this um, Hannah Unlocked escape room kind of at your leisure, free to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about Hannah herself. I never saw the movie or the show. I saw the movie many years ago, um, but yeah, I don't watch the show. Like, But I already kind of know the premise. It's a, it's essentially like uh, Black Widow from Avengers, but like more serious. It was like a girl trained from her youth to like be a cold stone Kind killer. of, yeah. Um, from what I remember is it's kind of like there was a... Um, um, and I, you, you do, they have like a little preview thing where you can watch information about the show. I think it was somewhat helpful actually, because it kind of told us the story before we got into the, yeah. not, not just the story of the show, but also kind of the story of what you're working on in the game. Well, because you have to remember with escape rooms, half of the fun is the narrative yeah. that you're being put into. So here I'm getting kind of like a quick, like three minute dossier of her. Of like, yeah. Here's some of the bigger, like feats and like moments of the show that you need to know about. Yeah, her. because the game is kind of like a it was a promotion for the second season coming out. So this is like a what happened in between, you know? Yeah. And the game master is like the leader of this Unitracks, I think mm-hmm. it's called or Utracks. And he's essentially like, we gotta figure out what happened after the fact. So get in there, like piece it all together uh-huh. and let's track her down. Yeah. So it's and- kind of cool that like the narrative is you are trying to catch the protagonist. Yeah. So the from um, what I remember, Hannah, the idea is it's kind of like um, a like genetic engineering program or something. Oh, okay. And one of the people who works for this program, he actually um, rescues one of the children and raises her to essentially be like a weapon mm-hmm. against the company that created her. Oh, I see. So if I'm if the, if I'm remembering the movie correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you're basically, I, it, it seems like maybe the first season ended with like this big kind of, um, raid on a facility and a shootout and then two of the suspects getting away and going off into the forest. And so you're, what happened at the facility and where did our suspects go? Right. So you have kind of like three tasks. The first is figure out what happened, figure out, um, if some special agent lady, if she actually was involved or not. Yeah, exactly. What is she, was she helping them or is she saying what, she, you know. What level of involvement and truth is she giving? Yeah, and then lastly, locate the targets. Mm-hmm. 
I still think I think their dashboard is very clever. Yeah, I like um, it. And it definitely allows you that like escape room feel without having to have like a live person. Plus, also, it's nice that they color code it so that way you know what step you're on. Yeah, and it, it's pretty easy to navigate. I would say it, it was even easier to navigate than the last time we did one of these because it, we didn't have any like weird videos popping up and they stuff like that. They definitely learned a few lessons from their previous experience. Yeah, yeah. and they and they kind of they for the most part kept the back and forth between different pages minimal. You still have to do that, but not quite as bad as the other one we did. Right. I think most of the puzzles were pretty straightforward in what we had to do. We only got hung up on the very final puzzle. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we could have eventually got there, but it was one of those situations where, do we want to be here all night doing this? Right. <laughs> and I'm coming off of a essentially 12 and a half hour working day. Exactly. We're both tired and we were just like, no, we're not going to do that right now. Um... I mean, for the most part, I think it was pretty fun. I mean, they kind of use some of the same tropes in like, oh, call this phone number and listen to a recording. But here's the thing. I love this because I felt like a spy all the way through. Yeah. One of the very first things you have to do is to like jigsaw together a shredded document, mm-hmm. right? Then you have to watch security camera footage to like figure out like what the hell happened. Yeah, you have to establish a timeline. You- Not only watching, uh, you watch video footage, but you also look at... Um, like um, almost like um, card swipes or something like security accesses. Yeah, like okay, this person logged it at the station. At this yeah, time, right? and so you have to kind of you have to use both to figure out what no, happened. It was great because they had what's clearly clips from the show uh-huh. where like the camera cuts from here <laughs> yeah. there, and you're like, that's not how security cameras I know. work. It would be like, oh, security in dorm, and it's like literally following a character, and I'm like, mm, nope. It's like nope. what security <laughs> camera is like just flying around. Yeah, like artistically like framing these. I know. Um, and then so after we piece that all together we had to um break into an apartment which was probably one of the more difficult that's the hardest one they do have one in here where you have to have a good ear for tones Mm -hmm. if you don't god help you yeah because they're they're very similar tones and it's also you know it's just different like hearing it on your computer versus hearing it over the phone you know i won't spoil what the answer is Mm -hmm. but i will say it very much helps to try to time it so that you hit a key as they hit a key. Yeah. So that way you can directly compare the sounds. That's really the only way we got through it after about 10 minutes of struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we had to um, plant um, bugs around an apartment, which was pretty once easy again, once we figured out what. Very spy-like. Yeah. You know? I mean, I want to go plant bugs and then watch Sean Connery and Dr. No just spend 10 minutes of the actual movie just like, oh, let me look for bugs around my room. Like, yeah. Um, and then there was a couple different like, oh, you have to figure out the combination for the most part. Most of those we figured out the combinations pretty quickly just because... We've done enough escape rooms that we know kind of, and you know. one or two of those things in the room were kind of old hat tricks yeah. at this point. You know, I won't spoil what those things are, but like we've seen this in other Yeah, things. like the one thing as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, so that's the order, you know? Like- yeah, <laughs> clearly, right. Um, the last thing though was interesting. I don't, I don't want to spoil too much what it is, but. It's a logic puzzle, essentially. It, it kind of is, and it's like you have to compare multiple layers it's almost like imagine you're working with photoshop mm-hmm. and you're like looking at like only one layer at a time yeah and you're like okay so if i combine the information from that layer and this layer mm-hmm. and the third layer what do i make from that yeah you know the only problem i have though is that some of the puzzles they require you to click the button to say that's my answer mm-hmm. while other puzzles just do as it. soon as you put it in and like you have a correct it just pops go up oh, you're correct mm-hmm. and so we would like put something in and be like 
oh, I guess that's not correct because the very first puzzle or two do that. Yeah. And then see so like, oh, okay, so I guess I'm not correct. But you were correct. It's just we didn't hit the mm-hmm. I am done button. That yeah. some of the puzzles have, but not all of them. So it's just, it's kind of inconsistent. Yeah, a little bit. Like I would much rather have they all work with the I am done button. Yeah, know, so or that- or like I said, all just automatically pop up. The only problem with the automatically pop up is the one, like I, I, I didn't even know that I had put the right letter in yet. You know, like I clicked it and it was like, boop. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. See, thing, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I wish they would all just have the push the button to I am done. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good thing is you don't really require any foreknowledge of the show. I had zero and I was fine. Yeah. Um, I do think, you know, we kind of debated, do we have to watch this recap of the season? We did. And I think it, it helped a little bit understanding the narrative a little bit better, mm-hmm. especially because like the, the kind of initial, so the initial thing you're trying to figure out is like this, these people who broke into this facility and there was a shootout essentially. Yeah. And so they, they reference that in the recap. So when we went in, I'm like, oh, okay, this is that, that thing that we saw, you know? So it kind of helped me put myself into the okay this is in this is the context you know i mean it also kind of helped me like with the narrative of like i said before oh i'm working for the bad guy yeah and i'm tracking down the quote hero of the story Uh that's an interesting take normally you are the protagonist Mm -hmm. and you are trying to go through your story yeah but this is not your story this is her story and you're just trying to catch up also we already kind of knew from watching the thing that that woman was that the woman that the agent that there is something fishy going on. So like when they're like, Oh, we need to figure out if she's telling the truth or not. You're like, Oh, that I I get that. You know, (laughs) but like at the same time as it is in most spy crafts, it's not the fact that I don't know if she's telling the truth or not. It's, I need to know how much of the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's why you have the thing. Like we have to go find her apartment and bug it. So Mm -hmm. that way later on we can collect evidence. Yeah. Um, overall, like I said, I, I do really like their little digital dashboard kind of style. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's almost perfect. Yeah. The only problem I have with it is it is a little annoying that you can't have multiple things open at once. Yeah. Because in, in real life on your computer, mm-hmm. you could like, okay, let me like, you know, minimize this, not minimize, but let me, uh, shrink this window, uh-huh. my Word document, while I have this thing open so I can type into here and be working on that at the same time. Yeah. Like, I think too many of us are used to that, or even if you're lucky enough to have multiple screens on your computer. Uh-huh, yeah. And, like, it kind of spoils us. Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> we both we both know that one. Um, the other thing is, I think, um, so there's also this thing where you're also getting emails from, like, the person who's communicating with you. Sometimes the emails just repeat information you've just been told through the video. Yeah. Other times they give you new information. So it's kind of annoying. Like, it's like, you go and read it. You're like, oh, okay, maybe this is going to help me. And then you're like, nope, that's just but what they told me. But at the same me. time, would you rather that or the video constantly play over and over true, again? True, true, true. Like, every time you're like, wait, I'm sorry, what did he say? Yeah. Agents, you have to go find a picnic yeah. basket or whatever, <laughs> you know. So, I mean... The main, main problem with this game, though, is volume. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's super loud. Sometimes it's really quiet. In order to do the tone puzzle, mm. you have to put that volume up. And then as soon as you're done and they have, like, the sound of the door opening, you will blow out your speakers in your ears. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, I, that, that's the main problem I had with it. Yeah. Like, you know, just the volume control overall was a little wonky. And one of the... What's the secret if... What are the um, 
And one of the what is the sequence of events uh-huh. things was kind of ambiguous for like what yeah. do they mean when they say this? Yeah. I forget what it was exactly. Well, like. yeah, and also like the yeah, the sequence also like the very final puzzle where you're kind of having to go through multiple scre- screens, like you said, with layers too. It was a little unclear, like, because you're essentially tracking someone's movement and it was unclear, like, do I need to track it, like, from one side to the other or to a particular point or, like how, what, you know, it was yeah. just unclear what they wanted from What are my expectations bit. here? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of hard to, like, find where the finish yeah. line is. I because... feel like a, another little video right there would have cleared that right up. Yeah. Like, here's what I need you to do, you know? And then you'd be like, okay, cool. But I get didn't. this. Yeah. No, but they didn't. And they had, um, I- I'm sure, well, I don't know, maybe that actor is part of the show? The guy who's, like, the... I'm assuming so. It was you know? uh, Dermot Mulholney or whatever his name is. Oh, I don't know what his name is. I oh, was yeah. Just he say, he was from good... Family Stone. He, he was a good-looking guy, and I was just like, oh, okay, like, he's cool. Uh, and clearly as... being an asshole, too. But then, like, as soon as we messed up a puzzle, he's like, I'm disappointed. And I'm like, oh, daddy's disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think it, I think it Wait, was fun. That was the guy from Family Stone, the movie yeah, that we did. Yeah, he looks so much older now. Uh, yeah, well, what, Family Stone was quite a while ago. Was and it? he wasn't very young then, so okay, okay, I guess. I mean, I remember liking that movie. Go watch Movie Date Night for those of you <laughs> who don't listen to that podcast. Yeah, where we reviewed the Family Stone for Christmas like a year or two ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, overall, I think it was fun. I think it, it was you know we took ex- almost exactly an hour to do it. 59 minutes and two seconds. Yeah. Um, but once again, we, we were pretty tired. Um, and and we um, only really needed a hint at the end because we were We like, didn't know what they wanted us to do. <laughs> I, we had like tried the last puzzle like 20 times and we're like, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've given you answers. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have an idea. Like, I think this is right and I don't see how it's wrong and I'm not sure if I'm doing something wrong. Like at one point, I was about to start singing Little Shop of Horrors. Like, I've given you levels of moisture from desert to mud. <laughs> I've given you waters, minerals, supplements. What do you want from me? Blood? <laughs> Um, but I mean, definitely for something that you can do for free, um, I I can't. I, I would think recommend this it. This is a fantastic game, anyways, mm-hmm. for like something to pay for. Yeah, but the um, fact that it's free makes it an instant like hundred percent. You yeah. gotta go do this. I would say there are other ones. Um, there are other ones they're selling like uh, there there are other ones that are like only ten dollars. There are other digital ones that mm-hmm. are similar like this. Um, and I definitely think that like it's worth ten dollars um, in terms of. And if you fun. get them as a package, I think it's cheaper. Yeah, you can get two for eighteen, or you can buy all three of their current um, dashboard ones for um, twenty six dollars. So I would say this: go on to thescapegame dot com, try the Hannah one because that's a really good sample. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I don't know about you, but my opinion, I liked this better. Yeah, I think that the, the other one had one. some. The other one definitely had some, like because we did um, the heist volume one. I don't think we did two though. No, did we? we didn't. Um, but the it definitely had some like bugs and some kind of like this is our first time. Yeah. Um. So I definitely feel but it like was still the, enjoyable. No, for sure. But I feel like Hannah is kind of the okay. This is where we've gone from yeah, there. But definitely go try Hannah. Yeah. And if you like that system. Yeah, check out the other Go ones. Go check out the other ones, because like I said, even though Hannah's better than the first one, mm-hmm. I can't speak to the second or third one, but like, it's still good. Yeah, and, and it'll give you like, an oh, idea like of what, what it's they're like. Doing yeah. Yeah. So yeah. get the free, like, premium taste once you're addicted. 
Yeah, I would say I feel more like more like I'm playing an escape room doing this than I do any of the like paper based or card based escape rooms we've done. And and I really did enjoy how uh, the I keep want to call him Daddy in my head because he's like he's like a silver fox looking kind (laughs) of guy. You know, once Daddy kept showing up like and be like, okay, agents here. I like that because. The one thing I don't enjoy in escape rooms is where they give you narrative and then immediately like forget Abandon about it. Abandon it, yeah. It. Unless the room is designed to be so immersive that like you can't ignore mm-hmm. it, you know. But here he kept like also adding to it, like, oh, okay, so that's what they're doing. Good job, agents. Here's your next assignment. Yeah. He's like, okay, awesome, you know. Yeah. So I I enjoyed it. Yeah, go check it out. Yep. So uh, once again, that was the escapegame.com Hannah Unlocked. Yeah. Check it out for free. Um, so that was our escape room report. Let's get into our Friday favorites. My Friday favorite for this time. I'm feeling, I'm really feeling in the mood for Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of whimsical. I don't want to go scary. I Sometimes Halloween scary is good, but sometimes you just want to be cutesy or kind of like more like nostalgic with it, mm-hmm. you know? So I want, the magic of Halloween, but not the fright. So I'm going to lean into the magic of it, and I'm going to say I'm looking forward to playing another game of uh, Battle for Hogwarts, ah. the Harry Potter mm-hmm. um, card drafting game. I mean, apparently, clearly, card drafting is my new favorite. Style. Yeah, and for a while we were hitting the the Harry Potter card drafting game pretty hard. But it would be fun <laughs> to go back and start again. Mm-hmm. You know, plus also we've kind of locked ourselves in when we played as like specific characters i think you were hermione most often most often yeah well, i was kinda... you, you were like harry every now and then but i yeah. was i was pretty much ron all the way well it was kind of like each of us kind of got used to how to play this character mm-hmm. to its best ability yeah and so that's why we kind of you know like our one friend she just really got how ron played or no, no neville neville she played. owns neville she is like the white mage casting kirago on everybody yeah. so like it kind of and like i really got how hermione played so, like, it kind of just, especially when we got into, like, adding expansions, in, which makes the game much harder. Yeah, it does. Um, it was like, we have to stick to the, those characters that we really know how to play. But I think it would be fun to at, pull out of a hat a random movie title for mm-hmm. Harry Potter things, watch that movie, and then play the game. And we don't have to go in order. Just like, oh, we're doing Order of the Phoenix. Let's go. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my Friday favorite, I'm actually, um, I've been thinking about this game, well, one, because I've been thinking about the, the new version a lot, um, but that is Evolution. Oh, yeah. Um, you mean, by the new version, you mean Oceans? Oceans, yeah, because we played Oceans at um, Dice Tower. Just before the world ended. Yeah, just before the world ended, um, and it was a lot of fun, and, you know, I like... It's, it's very much like Evolution. It fixes a couple things in Evolution. Yeah. Um, I, I but it also, you know, it's just like, oh, it's a new fun way to play Evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been uh, playing the app version of Evolution a lot, which is also a lot of fun. Um, and it also has made me a lot better at the game. Um, it is one of those ones that you got to practice to get good. Yeah, you got to kind of understand what combinations work. There what will combinations be stumbling don't steps. Work. Yeah, times, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's you know it's a fun game that I just don't think we get off the shelf quite enough. I think mainly because you know it's it, you can play it two player. It's fine, but, no, but it can become a little mean if you play it two player. I don't like mean. Yeah, not anymore. Um, and I'm I'm the weird one who I never go carnivore. 
Never. Even in the app version, I don't go carnivore. Really? And I still, I've I've learned how to win without going carnivore. Well, yeah, there's ways to win out of the way, but yeah. I always go carnivore way too early. You do. <laughs> and then you end up starving to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd think I'd learn, but I love the taste of meat. <laughs> um, so I think that does it for uh, this episode. Um, thank you for sticking with us during our month-long hiatus. We just have a lot of stuff in the fire right now, and we needed um, a We have break. stuff in the fire, and we're recording? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, our state has been on fire. <laughs> oh, man. I shouldn't have announced what that baby's gender was going to be. I'm so sorry, everybody. I know, right? <laughs> I thought it was a good idea. Um, but, you know, we just needed a little bit of time, and we needed time to think up new fun stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for sticking with us. Music for this episode is Mega Rust by TwinMusic.com. You can find us anywhere. Podcasts are available. However, rates and reviews on iTunes are appreciated as it helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Come talk games with us. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.